Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Psychic Medium Tony G Relationship Episode. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. It's not that dramatic, although it can be. Um, so this show is geared towards relationships. Um, and any questions you have about relationships, these questions can be questions about when am I going to meet somebody or this is going on in my relationship, is it normal, um, any, any questions at all about relationships. Now, I do have a very special co-host with me today, Dylan. Dylan's going to be helping to give the male perspective of, so let me uh, bring Dylan on. Hi, Dylan. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm doing well, thank you. So, Dylan, today we're gonna we're gonna have a little conversation, and then we're gonna go into um, answering questions for callers about relationships. But before we before we go into answering the questions for callers, I thought we might start with a little bit about. It's something people don't think too much about. When you get in a relationship, a relationship and it, I think this is true more so for women than men. Um, and I could be wrong, and Dylan, you can correct me, but when, when two people start going out, sometimes they end up being very goal-oriented over relationship-oriented. Now, what I mean by that is they have the goal, like the woman has the goal of, okay, when when is this going to take the next step? When is he going to propose? Okay, now that the proposal is here, when are we going to get married? I can't, I can't tell you the number of women that come into my, my office and they're, or have a phone session with me and their, their whole thing is, when are we going to get married? It, to a certain extent, I get that. Now, I don't feel like guys feel that way as much because guys are kind of in charge of when that happens, and they might have a plan, and they're never telling the woman what that plan is. They're not telling them, I'm going to surprise you on Christmas Eve with an engagement ring. Um, guys kind of are in control in most cases of when this happens and how it happens that don't necessarily have to share that with a woman. So my first question to you, Dylan, my, my amazing co-host, um, how do you know if a guy is just spending time with you or building a relationship with you toward that moment of the ring, the wedding, the so on and so forth. That would be my question for you, Dylan. 
Well, I think first off, if there's more talking about future, there's more serious plans. Um, there's just always the talk of of the future and and uh, planning things, spending more time with uh, that person. That would definitely be a sign that it's trending in a very good, positive direction. Um, you know, I I don't know how soon some of your people you've been talking with look at marriage right away if it's in the first two months, six months. Most guys are not looking that first, say, six months. After that, maybe they're they're starting to think that, but I not that often in the first, say, three months. That would be the thought process of the guy in the relationship, but you know it's progressing long as you're you're, you're meeting more of uh, his friends, more of his close family, making plans, whether it's trips or more just serious plans, I guess, of the future. That's awesome. Thank you. Now, it's really interesting because in a woman's mind, now some guys might enjoy dating, but in a woman's mind, some women, they'll call me before the date, the first date, and say, is this the guy? And I'm like, well, have some coffee and find out. But they don't want to, they're so sick of wasting their time and being lied to or manipulated by um, what possibly could be that they don't even, uh, they've lost the hope of going out on these dates and even taking the chance. They do, they just don't want to waste their time anymore. And I, I, I kind of understand that. And women are more in a, not all women, some women are more in a place of, if this isn't it, I, I, I'm not, um, I'm not going through all the motions again, just to be somebody's um, arm, on their arm, uh, while they're looking for the one that might be it. And guys won't always be honest about that. But I'm not just sounding guys because I know women who do this. I know I know women who they're waiting for a certain man to be available, so they'll just date other men until this, this one man becomes available. And I, I see it go both ways. And I see men coming in my office and asking similar questions. Not not quite as much, but when I first started, I said, you know, people are more relationship, uh, uh, more more goal focused than relationship focused. And what I want to say that means is they're very focused on we have to get to the engagement ring, we have to get to the wedding date, we have to get to if you want children, the child, we have to get to the move in together. And they're not really taking the time to look at the content of the relationship they're in. And if it's healthy, unhealthy, is this what they really want? Are their needs being fulfilled? And I cannot tell you the number of times people come in and they're complaining about the person that they're with, but then their next question is, well, where do you see this going? (laughs) You don't seem, I just want to say sometimes you don't seem very happy with it. Why do you want it to go any place? But I think sometimes that can be the nature of the beast. But also, I do want to say, believe that there's a a distinct difference between um, wanting a healthy relationship and wanting a 
it, to just get into that marriage. And one of the things I would say is I'm going to give one of my, like I think it's a, it's a warning sign or a red flag. And then, Dylan, I'd like you from a guy's perspective to give a red flag. Um, if a woman, if women, if you're in a relationship, and you're looking for something serious and committed, and the guy is, let's just say, um, he's, he's taking breaks from the situation or is not, he's, I'm going to just, I'm also going to add this. He's not able to give you what you want, whatever that is. What you want is not wrong. It might be wrong to this person that you're with, but it won't be wrong to the next person or the next person. Um, so if the person you're with is, is not able to give you what you want or what you need in a situation, you, it might be time for you to start examining why you're staying in this situation. Now, Dylan, from a guy's perspective, if a if if a guy's in a relationship, what and um, there's there's what would be a red flag for a guy with a woman? Well, if you don't share a lot of the same beliefs, you know the beliefs in life. A lot of you don't have to have all the same opinions, but if you're going to be going somewhere in the future with this person, going to marriage, you better have the very close to the same belief pattern. You know, beliefs. Oh of, my God what you want in life and then if it's not then you got to look at you're putting a a square peg into a round hole sometimes i mean you want you want it to go in a certain direction and you'll maybe overlook things that in the future are going to come up and there's going to be disagreements because you share a different view on whatever part of life it is and i think that's where you start seeing red flags, so. Absolutely. I, you know, I'm just going to give a little personal detail here. I, I know a lot of really amazing men, and um, a lot of these amazing men have very strong religious beliefs, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's, there's, if you're very into Catholicism or, you know, whatever religion you're into, I, I think that's wonderful, but there's a definite, um, when it comes to my beliefs and their beliefs, there's a definite difference, and I know it would never, ever, like, no matter how amazing the man is or how much they like you, at that point, you have to say this isn't realistic because this is definite problem in the future. Um, it's definitely going to be a problem. So that's really a good one, Dylan. I wouldn't have even thought to bring that up on the show. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, are you ready for a caller? Yes, let's go. Okay. So if I call out your area code, please have a relationship question ready. Take us off a speakerphone. That means put the phone to your face. That does not mean use your Bluetooth because Bluetooth will pick up the ground noise. So take us off a speakerphone and have a specific relationship question ready. I'm going to go to the first caller, 860. 860, how are you today? 
Hi, thank you so much. Very interesting questions. And yes, I see so many people complaining about the person they're dating and wanting to know when they're going to get married. And I'm like, are you crazy? It doesn't get better. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there's all these things wrong with this person, but I must have them. I just must yeah. have them. I just I cannot let this gem go. I always say, I always say to my to people, I say, are you sure this is the prize you want to win from the carnival? Because there are other, there are other prizes. Like, I'm going to remember I don't know, that. Just try to hit the balloon with the door again. You might get a better prize. I don't know. Anyway, how can we help you today? I am, yeah. I have been married for 30 years, and I'm wondering if things are going to get better or if we're going to make it at this point. Okay. So can I, do you mind if I ask your first name and your partner's first, your husband's first name? Lisa and Stephen. Okay. Lisa, first of all, congratulations. 30 years is no small feat. There's nothing I have done in my life consistently for, consistently for 30 years. So congratulations. That is, it's amazing when you can make a commitment last that long, especially a commitment with another person. Now, the first thing I'm picking up, Lisa, is that, um, and when I say this, I'm going to explain it a bit because people always jump to one conclusion and it's not always that first thing you're thinking. The first thing I'm hearing is, Drugs and rehab. Now, drugs can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't mean somebody's sticking a needle in their arm. Drugs can mean somebody needs to be medicated. They're not on medication. They're abusing medication, or they've been diagnosed the wrong medication. Drugs can also mean alcohol and or something like that. It's drugs is a, a, a can be like a, a statement for addiction. Also, drugs can mean um, if somebody is suffering from some sort of um, illness and either they are manipulating that medication or they're not acknowledging that illness and not taking medication for it. Sometimes we see this with depression or bipolar symptoms where people have some of this stuff going on and they don't want to medicate. But the first thing I'm hearing is drugs. Now, this means to me that in some way, somehow, this is, in, in at least in a small way, affecting the situation going on between the two of you. Now, this can, can be, um, again, any of the situations I mentioned or a different situation. And I'm taking a really long time to explain that because I don't, because it can be a number of different things that that means. Um, it doesn't always, it's, it's not a one pinpoint answer. So the first thing I get is that somebody needs to get something under control. Okay? That's the first thing I'm hearing. Am I picking up on the right energy? Is this your situation? Mm. Not sure. Um, I, I've sent him to doctors for medication for mental illness, and he cancels the appointment every time. Okay, then this is exactly – no, 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 sweetie. This is your situation, then. Okay? Trust me. Okay. Um, be sure. 
<laughs> be sure because everything I just said is exact. Somebody needs to be on medication and they're not. Um, I'm going to tell you a lot of times people who are mentally ill, they're terrified of that diagnosis. So you cannot send them to a doctor for medication for mental illness. You have to send them to a doctor for a checkup or the two of you have to check into therapy together. Um, he's, ne he's never, I'm going to tell you this, he is never ever going to walk into a doctor's office and say, this is what's wrong with me and I need help because it, it, it and again, Generally, people with mental illness, the last thing they want to do or will do is claim that. And understandably, nobody, if there's such a huge stigma, and excuse my term, please, nobody blasts me for this term. Nobody wants to be called crazy, okay? Nobody does. Um, they won't even joke about it. And, and there's, there's a lot of stigma with that. Nobody wants to know that their mind isn't working right. Here's what you have to decide, and this is all on you, and I'm sorry that it is. And I, I, because clearly sometimes when a person is not mentally stable enough to take care of themselves by going to a doctor and at least finding out what's wrong, they're definitely not mentally stable enough to decide how to proceed in a relationship. And I've always said this, and I will always say it. So many times, the least healthy person in the relationship is causing the shock, calling the shock, and we're expecting a healthy outcome from that. And it will never, 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 I mean never be healthy, okay? So the healthiest person should be calling the shock but oftentimes the healthy person is being uh, berated or bullied by the unhealthy person and unable to, to make those decisions stick because of the, whatever else is going on. Having said all of that, you have some difficult decisions in front of you. And I feel like in January you're going to have to make some choices, and then in February you are going to have to make even bigger choices. This doesn't mean it's going to be over, but it does mean you have to draw a line in the sand, and you cannot, you cannot let that line fade or be crossed. I'm hearing anger and a temper, and I'm hearing that um, that it's only going to get worse from here. Okay, so knowing this, unfortunately, you're the one who has to make the choices and you're the one who has to figure out where to go from there. Now, Dylan, you were married at one point, and what, knowing everything I said and she said, what was the male perspective of this be? Well, with, with that type of um, medical uh, condition, I, you both have to be on the same page. You both have to be in agreement. Not just one person can think that this is what the issue is. There, there has to be an agreement. Otherwise, I hate to say it, it's not going to work out. Yeah, 100%. So mm -hmm. at this point... 
um, what I'm going to ask you is um, I'm going to ask you a question, and I hope that you – I really want – and for you and anybody listening and anybody re-listening, this is one of my favorite questions. Can you put up with this for another month? The answer is always yes, right? We said you can put up with this for another month. Can you put up with it for another six months? Can you live like this for another six months? Yes or no? Um, at the end of six months, I, I don't think I can anymore. It's gotten gotten really bad, okay. and I have to tell you, I, I go to a psychiatrist because I am so depressed, and she always says to me, look at him. He needs help, not you. I'm giving you antidepressants, but you're depressed because you live with him. And I say, I know, but he won't come in. He won't see her. He canceled the appointment every time. Okay, here's... Sweetie, here's what I'm going to tell you, and I don't say this easily because I've left relationships where I've been completely in love with a person. We all have. There comes a point where you you are supposed to be his wife, not his mother, okay? First, that's a fact. That's just a plain, simple fact. And if you are behaving as his mother, he's not responding as your child. You cannot order him what to do. He's not doing it. So what you need to do at this point is you need to figure out what you need to do for your personal survival first. Now, if you're not, here's the analogy that I am getting. When somebody is drowning, you have to throw them a bowie but you cannot let them stand on top of you and still drown because both of you are just going to drown at that point. You can try a temporary separation to see if that will help encourage him to get some help or see if it improves on your mental health. Sometimes just being away from a person and being out of that energy you start to get a new lease on life, and you can move forward in a much healthier, happier way. But again, being in a situation where even a medical professional has told you that this is the cause of depression, at what point do you say, I'm just as important, and I need to do what's best for me? When does that come in? When do you think that? When when does it click that I'm it's going to continue getting worse and am I not important enough? Am I not uh do I not care enough about myself to take the steps that I need for me? At what at thirty years I'm there. I'm there right now. I'm at like you just spent half your life with someone who does not care for you <laughs> does not act like you won't matter at all so it, and in saying that I want to say some people are if they don't care about themselves they're not care, capable of caring about others but also and, and I cannot speak this enough um, if someone is, is mentally ill they might not even comprehend what appropriate caring is they might not even be able to, to comprehend what appropriate care for another is. So what I'm no, he doesn't. So so either you are choosing 
to be that person that's in a very, very unhealthy situation or you are – and I'm not saying get divorced. What I'm saying is make a choice, maybe do a temporary separation to see – maybe if you actually walk out and say, listen, we're just going to – this is temporary. If you take steps to show me that you're willing to work on this, we can talk about it. Until then, Great it's going idea. to be exactly the same as it is. And that might be the only thing because he's not going to make a move one way or the other as, as long as everything stays the same, okay? As long as everything okay. stays exactly as it is, he's not going to make a move. Because I'm going I'm to bet you dimes to dollars, beautiful girl, if you ask him, he is not the problem because he's just fine. He's happy with the way everything is, so he's not the problem. If you're the unhappy person, make yourself happy. Thank you. That's it. That's, that's it. That's it. Thank you. That's I needed to hear you that. The, <laughs> Thank you. You have, you have the key to your prison cell. Everybody has told you just... Stick it in, turn it, open the door, and walk out. But you have to know that that's okay. And maybe just doing it temporarily because after being with somebody for 30 years, it can be very scary to walk away. And trust me, Mm -hmm. I know that you love this person still, and I know it's not easy to walk away from somebody. But you have the, you're the only one that holds the key to this prison cell that you have put yourself in. You're the one who has to turn the key and be able to walk out. Only you. Thank you. You are making me elated hearing that I have the keys. <laughs> well, of course you that do. Is a of revelation. Thank you. And and I'm sure Dylan will agree that only you can change, make the changes that you want. Only you can make yourself in that place that you were once in or even better. But staying where you are is not going to bring you any resolve. It's just going to get worse. And Dylan... Okay, so I I have to say that was that that call took a little bit longer than I thought it was, but I'm gonna try to go to the I'm gonna go to the next caller who is five one nine, and I'm gonna hope to make this very quick. Five one nine, how can we help you today? Oh, hi there. I was listening to the beginning. It's Jennifer, and um, I, it, it's in regards to like I have a romantic partner. We are not necessarily on the same page in terms of religious beliefs or political beliefs. Um, And just wondering if this is going to hamper our relationship. We're at the point where we're discussing the future. So I'm wondering, I get along with them, like other than those two things. Okay. So Dylan, what would your advice be on that? Well, how big of, a part of of his life is that is it is a major uh component of his life if, if it is um 
and you guys are not on the, the same beliefs, that, that that could be a challenge for sure down the road. There's going to be conflict at some point with that. It, it just depends if, if you know that you can, unless the old term, agree to disagree because you're not going to be uh, with the same beliefs and it's just how strong of a um, part of that person's life is it and can can you adapt to that? Can can you be okay with that? That would be the big question in the you know in the future, year, couple of years down the road. Something there's going to be some conflict there. And and what I would say is sometimes people have different religious beliefs. They may be like let's just say Catholic and Lutheran or Jewish and you know um, Catholic. I don't know whatever it is. But they don't go to they don't go to church or synagogue every Sunday. It's something they grew up with. But are you both practicing, and are you practicing in a very strong way? Um, I am a spiritualist, and he's Jewish, but he doesn't go to the okay. synagogue every week. But he very much identifies with being Jewish, um, whereas I identify with being a spiritualist. But it's not. I, it's it's two different things. I don't know. It's seems like more of a nationalistic thing versus a, I don't know, a more of a belief system thing. Okay. So for what I know about uh, Judaism and, and their practices, it depends on the age. And I do know, I do know of couples where the male practiced Judaism and the female was non-religious and it worked out fine but they were both very mature people they didn't try to impose their beliefs on each other they didn't try to convert each other they allowed each other to be who they were um, and and proceed either of you try to impose that will be a problem um, a really just one of my friends that I adore beyond anything, Michelle and her husband David, he's Jewish and she is not. They had a wedding where um, it was a uh, Jewish ceremony. She celebrates Hanukkah with him. He celebrates Christmas with her. And they have a, just an amazing, loving relationship, but they're both very. Um, very mature and very kind people, first and foremost to themselves and then each other and then the world. So if if you two can take that perspective, I it, it has a chance of working, but you have to have that conversation. Not only would he expect you to convert, but would his family expect you to convert? Because there no, is, I we've had um, that, yeah, still, yeah. That, okay, that's so right. Dylan, yeah. would you agree with that? Would you think that two people from different religious um, beliefs could, as long as they were mature, do you do you see that being a possibility of working out? I definitely agree, especially um, if they're mature, and if the whole different story, there's uh, you know kids involved. That that's a whole different topic probably but if there's not uh kids involved and it's just the two of you i see no reason why you can't work that out 
Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, we can. There are there are no goes. By the way, folks, I'm past my 30 minutes, so we're just going to keep going. At certain points, there are certain no-goes, okay? There are certain, like, at a certain point in your life, you say, okay, I'm no longer going to put up with A, B, and C. But I think if you're at a point where you meet someone and all the boxes are being checked and everything is okay, I do believe that as long as you can keep your... Keep both of you have strong, healthy boundaries and respect for each other's beliefs and not have to win those conversations, not have to win um, you have to do it my way, I, I think it, it could work out. You just have to figure out do both of you have a personality type that is free or what would the right word be, Dylan? The personality type that, like, allows um, – Mature enough allows. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but I think. Oh, just to see the other person's perspective, to to uh, respect that other person's point of view, and not look at it as uh, a a right or wrong. There there isn't a right or wrong. If if both people can take that approach, it, it definitely definitely can work. And here's one other thing that I would say. Because of. If you, you're going to have conversations about his religion and your belief system, if you can be open-minded and mature enough to accept that without changing it or making it wrong, and that's really important, that's really important, um, then, then there's a chance. But both of you have to 100% be able to do that. Uh, because it is, like Dylan said, it is going to come up. It's going to, there are going to be conversations. There are going to be holidays. And are you both able to accept and move forward that way? Yes, that's, that's great advice. I like that. Excellent. Just being inclusive of each other, yeah. And you, you can't, and let's be clear, in the beginning, sometimes we we assume things, right? We have to be able to ask those questions and straight out state, what is your expectation of my participation in your a, B, or C, whatever it is, not only religion, but your family, but, you know, in any relationship for any uh, part of that relationship, what is your expectation of my participation in, in your situation, whether it be your religious beliefs, your work beliefs, your whatever it is? You have to be able to ask those questions. But in this particular case, it is what are your expectations of my participation in your Judaism? Um, And if there is an expectation of some conversion, then you might know at this point that that's not the road for you. Okay? Mm -hmm. The other way, too. You can't expect him to change all of his 
let go of his Judaism and convert to spirituality um, because that's where you are. Whether you think it's right or <laughs> whether you think it's better right or wrong, that cannot be your expectation of him either if you're to stay together, okay? And sometimes being yeah. with somebody with, with different beliefs can help us learn and grow. Good point. Exactly. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dylan. No, I, I totally agree with that. It's good. Uh, good. Yeah. I, um, Jennifer, I hope this was really helpful for you. Yes, thank you very much. Have a great day, you guys. You too, and thank you. I'm going to go to the next caller, who is um, 610. 610, how are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, My name is Tonetta. I'm calling from Philadelphia, PA. Nice. Well, you're on with Dylan and myself. How can we help you today? Um, I am calling because I really need to know. I'm involved with an older female. Her name is Christine. Um, I got an engagement ring about 10 months ago. I would like to know if you see Christine giving me a key to her apartment or her setting a wedding date or anything taking this to the next level. Okay. Um, I'm being flooded with questions like, wait, you got the ring before the key? Wow. How do you do that? <laughs> I, I'm joking. I'm sorry. Dylan, um, here's, I'm going to answer this intuitively, and then I'm going to allow Dylan to answer uh, just from, from a perspective of from his perspective. Intuitively, I do see it moving forward. I do see the two of you moving forward. I do see the two of you uh, taking a next step. It's going to be a small step, okay? It is going to be a small step. One thing I want to... Um, uh, how do I... One thing I want to say is have you asked yourself um, you know a key a key a key to the apartment or a key to somebody's place is is um and Dylan, please help me with this i I think if you're in a relationship with someone and that relationship is going well and and maybe it's it's me personally, um, keys get exchanged at some point when that level is there and the relationships are clean is the way I'm going to say it. Dylan, would you agree with that or is that just, a, is that just this girl's perspective? <laughs> no, I would agree. It just I, I'm just curious on the time frame a little bit. How, how long is the relationship uh, been going on uh as you stated it you know to get engaged and then none of those other things happening i i think there's a uh time for a, a sit down and and kind of map out a plan how how soon do we want to uh get married uh what's our what's our timetable what 
so you're both uh, feeling the same way about it. Um, but if, if the relationship just started in the last month, I can see this, but if this is a relationship that's been ongoing for, let's say, two years, then you'd really like to have a plan in place, whether it's um, – I got Yeah, I got – she gave me the ring 10 months ago, so it's been about 10 months. Okay, but how long is the relationship was, overall? How long were you together um, prior to the ring? Not long. She gave me the ring immediately. Okay. Oh. All right. I, I think oh. t- 10 months is, is is too long to be waiting for the plan. The, right. The, 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 right. You got to sit down and get the plan going. That's soon. why I was calling oh. into the show to see if you see anything coming up like this. I wouldn't wait much longer. I'd ask for uh, mm-hmm. a discussion on it uh, really as soon mm-hmm. as possible. So, yeah, absolutely. And, Dylan, thank you so much for clarifying the time frame, the timeline on that. Here's what else I would mm-hmm. say is um, I think she's going to take very small baby steps, and there are some people out there that fall in love quickly and that everything else takes forever. Like they meet somebody, they fall in love, and they make all these grandiose gestures, and then it seems like it, it, I don't want to use the term fizzles out, but I would say Dylan is 100% right. I would sit down with her and have a conversation. Don't, but here's the thing that we cannot do when we are having these conversations. We cannot, cannot say, I need to know. We need to say things like, have you thought about when this would work out for you? Get their perspective Mm -hmm. before you get your demands. And the other thing that I'm hearing right now, and um, sometimes somebody gets you, sometimes somebody meets you, sometimes you meet somebody, and they want to make sure nobody else gets you. So they'll lock it down, and they'll lock it down quickly. Right, right, exactly. As long as they have it locked down, they think, okay, I have this person locked down. I don't need to do anything else now. And what you need to do, like Dylan said, and I don't mean to say what you need to do. What would be really healthy for you to do is, number one, and I, I cannot be more clear about this, figure out why a marriage is so important to you. And then figure out why a marriage to this particular person is so important to you. Sit back and really say what what we have now and what will we have with a marriage. Now, I know marriage is important to a lot of people, and I, and I get that and I respect that. But what I'm saying is you have a ring. Figure out why the next step is important to you because until you figure that out, you will not be able to clearly and precisely elaborate that to her in a way that helps her understand where you're coming from. You can't just say, well, when are we getting married? We should be setting a date. It's been this long. 
I mean, I've been in relationships that have been, you know, very long. There was no ring and there was no nothing, and I was okay with that. I was very okay with where it went and the way it went. So you have to Mm -hmm. understand why this is important to you, and then you have to be able to express that in a non-confrontational and non-demanding way. Now, she obviously mm-hmm. likes to have you locked down, so, mm-hmm. and I don't recommend this, but if this is what you want and she wants to keep you locked down, she's going to have to make a move. But you need to figure out, is this the right person if you have to kind of push them into that move? Dylan, would you agree with that? Oh, yes. Yeah, they, they, have, to, they, they have to make a move here for sure. And uh, well, do you see her? Do you see her making any kind of move like for Christmas? Is she going to, like I said, give me an apartment key or is she going to set a wedding date or what is she going to do intuitively? Like what? I mean, this is why I'm calling into the show because you guys are psychic. Dylan's not a psychic. He doesn't claim to be a psychic. I'm, I'm psychic. Intuitively, I'm going to tell you, no, no, she's not giving you a, a, a key. She's not setting a date. She's, she thinks everything is just hunky-dory the way it is. Intuitively, she's just fine with the program the way it's running. Now, if you want mm-hmm. the program to change, if you want things to – if you're just waiting for her to magically decide this, and to magically say it to you, um, I don't think that's going to happen. Intuitively, no, she's not stepping up. She's not going to take the next step. Intuitively, that is what I'm getting. Intuitively, Mm -hmm. if you want a next step to be taken, you might have to make that next step. You are both women. Neither one of you Mm -hmm. has to take the masculine role. If you want the next step, she gave you the ring. You say to her, okay, these are the ideas I have for our wedding. Which one do you like best? Or did you have a different idea? Intuitively, Mm -hmm. she took a step. Maybe you take a step now. Intuitively, she's not going to do this without a little pushing and prodding. And there is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with... um, her with you taking the next step or presenting it to her in a way of let's take our love to the next uh, adventure or journey or whatever the heck you want to call it. But I don't think she's just going to let that happen because she thinks everything is okay. I don't think she's just all of a sudden going to give you her key if it's been 10 months and she hasn't. Um, I don't think she is going to be that person. She she got what she wanted. She locked you down. You, she, you're in lockdown with your cat down, sweet girl. Okay? Now, if you want more, you have to be the person to maybe say, let's talk about this, or this is what I came up with. What do you think? And go right. from there. But until you do that, like Dylan said, until you have that conversation, until you present wedding plans, you're, she's not taking another step. And if she does, it will be a baby step, and it will be because you brought it up. So I think 
if she proposed, you come up with the wedding plans and show her wedding plans, like we can do a, a, a are you thinking about an all-inclusive destination wedding? Are you thinking about this? Are you thinking about that? Let's start talking about this. You don't necessarily have to think, when are you going to do this? You're both responsible for these plans at this point. Say, listen, I was, I, I was wondering, what does a wedding look like to you? Okay, these are the ideas that I've come up with. Let's go from there. And let that be that, and that's that. But to expect her right. to do it after 10 months, I think that that expectation might be a little bit flawed at this point. Okay, love? Okay, well, thank you so much. And you are 100% right with uh, that she did lock me down because I'm realizing that now after the fact. You know what I mean? That That's exactly what she but, done. But there's nothing wrong with that because you were okay right. with being in that position. And it doesn't right. mean there won't be a next step. It just means maybe you have to initiate that next step. Okay. And then, then once you initiate that next step, if she's not in, you have to make the choice. Okay, she doesn't want to do this, then do I want to stay in this? But only you can make that choice. Okay, beautiful? Yes, thank you so much. You are so welcome. Dylan, can you can you handle one more caller, or should we go to the YouTube yeah, people? Yeah, of course. I can Let's handle many more. Caller. I love it. I love it. Let's go to caller 443. Let me click that button. 443, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Suzanne. I'm calling from Maryland. Maryland. Excellent. How can we yeah. help you today, Suzanne? Does it have to be a relationship question? Well, typically on Wednesday, we like it to be, but let's hear your question, and then I'll tell you if if we're going to answer. I'm kidding. Go ahead with your question. (laughs) (laughs) I just wondered if my dad or my grandmother have any messages for me with what's going on right now as far as spiritual journey for me. Okay. Um. Well, I hear dad, dad, dad. So, Dylan, I'm sorry. This is a medium thing. I don't think, I don't think you're. Maybe you will tap into the other side. But your dad's coming through, and he's coming through very strong. And the first thing he wants to say is, "Keep going." He's saying you're on the right track, but you're riding the wrong train. So, what does that mean? That means, um, okay, I know exactly what that means. You're on the right track, but you're in the caboose. You need to get into the front of the train, which means you need to lead your own journey. You, I, I get the feeling from what he's saying that there are, um, you are um, taking a lot of input and insight from other people and how their journey looks and maybe following that or mimicking that or trying to go with that. No, fudge that. Throw all of that in the garbage, right, because everybody who's on a journey hasn't gotten there yet, and nobody's journey is wrong for them. Your journey Uh has to be right for you. And the biggest thing that people think is, oh, my gosh, okay, I'm being so bombarded right now. For you, anybody listening, when you're on what we call a spiritual journey, first of all, figure out what is spiritual to you. What is awakened to you? What is conscious to you? How far do you want your gifts 
to be open. And what does that look like and sound like to you? Because so many times people call me and they say, I want to be able to do this. Well, it's inside of you. Open it up. And I know that sounds very cliche and, and, and easy, and it's not always easy. You have, to, you have to define what you want your spirituality to look like. What does it mean? Because spirituality is a big word that's being thrown around by a lot of people right now. Mm-hmm. And awakening and society. Yeah. And it's just like all these terms with relationships. Oh, this is my twin flame. This is my soulmate. This is my karmic partner. <laughs> yeah, just stop. Stop with all the titles mm-hmm. because titles come from the ego. Just be. Just frickin' be for mm-hmm. a moment. Stop worrying about if you're on frickin' 3D, 5D, 4D, 8D, the 100th D. Just be here. You were put here, here, and experience this, okay? And we can do it from a spiritual perspective, and all that means is get rid of your ego. Let that ego go. The more you work from your ego the less you work from your actual spirit. And being spiritual means your spirit, your soul, is now making decisions and choices. Oh, somebody's channeling some solid stuff. Listen up, folks. This is channeling. Your spirit, your soul, is now driving your car. You are not making decisions on what anybody else thinks about anything, how how does this look? How does how what what are they going to think? What are they going to feel? Yada yada yada. No, done, over. You are making choices based on what feels best to you, for you in every moment. Now, people think spiritual also means giving and being about others. It really doesn't. That is the biggest misconception in spirituality. It means working from your spirit for your highest good. Let me repeat that for those in the back that aren't quite listening or haven't quite gotten it yet. It means working from your spirit for your highest good on your journey in this life. Now, in order to do that, you must go within, not necessarily in a group setting, not necessarily with, uh, uh, because somebody else said this is where we're supposed to be working in 5D now. Oh, my God, just quit the 5D stuff. Quit, quit all of that stuff. Just work from your spirit, release ego, and move forward in a way that is on your highest good. Now, how does that look in a daily life? That simply means when you get ready, you're getting ready for you, not for does anybody else, will anybody else, how anybody else. It's all about you. And some people say that's egoic. No, it's not. It really is not. Because you're not looking mm-hmm. at you in comparison to others. You're looking at you for your highest good in this moment. You're not looking at you to be better than, less than, more than, 
anybody else. You are looking at you to be in a place that is in your highest potential in that moment in love and light for yourself, not for others, not for approval from others or approving even of others. Is that your job to approve of others? It's not. That's called judgment. Your job Mm -hmm. is to be in that place for yourself. So your, your dad, who obviously has some very strong opinions about this, is saying that you need to work from within. From within. Just go within and work on your journey to be in that space where you can move forward in a very powerful way, not worrying about what anybody else thinks or says, not worrying about how anybody else feels about it. And this also means if it doesn't feel right to you, you just say no, and you don't worry about if that will of somebody else. You just go with what brings you to your highest feeling. I hope that makes sense to you, and I hope that helps, love. It does. Thank you. You're so welcome. And and they love you also. They do love you. They they love you also, okay, love? I love them too. Thank you. You are welcome. Okay, we just have a couple minutes left, Dylan, and I am going to do one one thing, um, one YouTube thing, if I can do it uh, quickly enough, uh, can you predict whether, I don't know what that word is, will continually rule my life forever. I don't know what that word is, so I can't answer that. Here's what I'm going to say. Thank you, everybody, on YouTube for joining us today. Thank you, Dylan, so much for being part of the show. I love your answers. You gave some great insight tonight, today, after this afternoon. Thank you so much, Dylan. Um, any final words yeah, on thanks your for part? having me. Oh, no, are we going to have a show before uh, before the holidays? Before yeah. wish everyone a, a great holiday and Christmas and yeah, but, uh, do you want to be next Wednesday? I'm sorry. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I said, uh, are are you going to be able to join me next Wednesday for that show? Of course, yes. I'm... Excellent, excellent. Now, Dylan, you're going to be going to Florida pretty soon, aren't you? I am. Yes. So when you're Very... in Florida, you'll have to let me know if you can still partake in these festivities of this show. Um, so, okay, folks, we're down to the 10-minute mark. I want to thank everybody so much, especially you, Dylan. It's always such an honor to have you on. Thank you for joining and being so insightful. And thank you for everybody who called in. If you did not get through Monday at noon, I will be doing this all over again. Look forward to it.